Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine edition of Ghosts Chronicles, the next generation as opposed to the earlier generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, New England's own Van Helsing. And with me is not Ann. Poor Ann is under the weather. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. But I've got the next best thing. I have... Another Ann. Uh, no, actually, it's not an Ann. It's a Leslie. So joining me now as my co-host is the lovely and talented Miss Leslie Martin. Woohoo! Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me on. Huh. I am so sorry that Ann's not feeling well. Yeah, whatever. So am I. I'm stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother's name is Ann, so I come from an Ann, although I am not a man. So. Get out. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's... that's uh. Uninteresting. Um, I know, right? <laughs> anyways, um, you and I uh, have known each other for a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. I found. I think I met you in two thousand eight, maybe. Really? So it's been a while. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that was when I was going through my Justin Bieber period. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you were so cute. <laughs> yeah. It was Wearing your underwear out in public. It was pulling the hair thing off that really was difficult. You know, I like you just the way you are. I'm glad that you've grown into the man that you've become, and you've put the Bieber years behind you. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, soon I'm going to grow into the woman that you'll know. The what? The woman that you'll soon know. The woman that I will soon know. Yes, because in Massachusetts, it's legal to, you know, become... Somebody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. So I will be Ronnie with a, you know, R O N N Y. So, oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Short for Victoria. I'll let you borrow some of my things. Yeah. Hey, you know what's really funny though is is that when I worked at Macy's is, uh, um, I worked in I was a luggage specialist and the luggage department happened to be next to the Macy Women's Department and uh, they would always bring the returns. They'd go by. And the girls would always say, this one looked great on you, Ron. <laughs> Just your color. I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> but well, I don't care what you're wearing. I, I like you anyway. So and, wear whatever uh, you want. There you go. The, the funniest thing is that, uh, unbeknownst to me, actually, there was a, uh, a contest going on. Uh, and uh, one day the manager called me and uh, she says, Ron, can you uh, walk with me? As they always do, which usually means I'm getting in trouble again. But uh, mm-hmm. as we were walking, she says, Ron, I, I like to tell you, uh, you won uh, second place in the uh, Northeast region and sales of Macy's Woman, which was $400 cash. So here you go. Wow. How Congratulations! A luggage specialist wins second sales of whatever. 
Anyway. You're a talented uh, man. I know. So anyways, uh, we do have a guest on the show, but before we get to him, I do want to mention that Leslie and I have been working on this red light study group. Uh, and we meets every first Tuesday of the month at uh, VZ Estate. And if you're interested in going, you can uh, contact the Circles of Wisdom at 978-474-8010. And it, it's kind of interesting. And we'll talk a little bit more about it at the, the end of the show. So so far, what, what's your thoughts on it? Is, it? is it going in the right direction? I think it is going in the right direction. Um, it was um, slow, and we had um, just family members come through at the beginning, and now um, things are starting to happen, and um, physical things are starting to happen. So, yeah, I think it's going in, in right, the right direction. When, and that's what we're after because the Red Light Seance is all about physical mediumship, and so right. we want physical things to happen. Exactly. So anyways, we're changing gears today, and Ghost Chronicles Next Generation is heading to the woods in, look of, in search of Bigfoot. So do you believe in Bigfoot, Leslie? Bigfoot kind of creeps me out. because really? Yeah, he yeah, does. <laughs> um, because you don't know what's in those woods. And um, just because we're human beings, we're not smart as we think we are, and we don't know everything that's out there. There are new things being discovered every day, so why couldn't there be a Bigfoot? Interesting, interesting. I mean, these, you know, I, I, you know, I, I concentrate on ghosts, but I, I have interest in everything. And these people, that the big, 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 Bigfoot hunters and so forth, they're, they're as passionate about uh, Sasquatch and, and those guys as we are about ghosts and spirits. So oh, it, it's, course, it's kind of right. So anyways, joining us now is a accomplished uh, Bigfoot hunter, and he is uh, Anthony Moffat, if I said that name right, unless I didn't. Moffat? Moffat. Anthony, you there? Anthony? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Anthony, how are you? How do you say your last name? Moffat is right. You got it right. Oh, that's... that's uh, Amazing as it is. So, anyways, <laughs> Ron uh, never gets anything right, so that is amazing. Yay! So, anyway, Anthony, uh, how did you get involved with Bigfoot? I mean, you know, we always ask, ask that of like people who uh, ghost hunters and stuff. So, how did you, how did you get into, involved with Bigfoot? Well, it's a subject that I've been interested in since I were um, young, and um, you know, as uh, I got a little older, I decided to. Uh, start doing investigations myself and doing some research in the mountain and uh, I got started. Okay. And is, was there any incident that, that made you want to go, you know, one step beyond before just reading books about it or, or watching television about it to actually go out looking for it? Yes, there was. I was about, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember how old I was. I, I was either 12 or 14. I don't recall. Um, I was. I decided to run uh, to a friend's house, and instead of taking the road, they decided to take a shortcut through the forest. And um, I come across two deer, and it's it's not uncommon. People have seen have come across deer in the woods in the past uh, that are just staring at each other. But normally, when you approach them or get close or make a sound, um, uh, you know they run. And I come up this rise, and there were two two big bucks just just standing there staring at each other. And they had a fence in between them. And um, they wouldn't move. I, I walked um, uh, within uh, just a couple of feet of them. I'm throwing my hands up in the air. I'm yelling. and I, I was starting to, you know, uh, think to, I was thinking to myself, are, are these things, um, 
alive? Are they standing there dead? You know, it was, it was really odd. So finally I picked up an object and I tossed it and hit one of them in the side and they both uh, turned and ran. Uh, but I, I turned and looked up, up in a tree and I saw a black figure um, up, up on this tree branch. And, um, you know, uh, I was just a kid. Um, didn't really have, have anything like Bigfoot on my mind at the time. Um, but I, I turned and ran, and I, I dove over that fence and, and, and just, just ran as hard as I could to my friend's house. And um, it, it was human-looking, um, but it was very dark, very dark, dark-type fur. And, um, um, you know, I can't say 100% for sure what I saw that day was a Bigfoot. Um, but, um, it, 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 it does fit the profile and, um, uh, that's, that's really what, um, what sparked my interest. Wow. You got me going. <laughs> if I had stumbled across something like that when I was a teenager, I don't know if I would have come out of those woods alive. I'd probably have a heart attack and die right there. <laughs> See, this is why Bigfoot creeps me out because he hides and he doesn't come out and say, Hey, I'm Bigfoot. He just watches you and he like stays back in the shadows. And, um, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm, yeah, that was quite a Yeah, well, it, it can be, it can be, it, it, it can be spooky. Um, I do a lot of my big, uh, Bigfoot, um, researching alone. I do long, long, deep hikes into the mountains. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I do carry protection with me, but, but, uh, you're still out there, out there alone. And, um, so, so sometimes it can be a bit, a bit spooky. And you know, with with the way they are, they can they can they can be thirty feet from you, and, and you may not see them. And uh, sometimes it is a bit spooky. Yeah. I was watching that? some of your. I'm sorry, Ron. I was no, watching some of your videos today, and um, I noticed that you go out into the woods all by yourself. And um, being a mom, I'm like, oh my god, he's all by himself. <laughs> and doesn't that? Um, I don't know. You're. I, I understand that you. Um, do a lot of, of hiking and things like that. You're a mountain man. But wouldn't you be safer if you had someone with you? Or do you do that on purpose so you don't make so much noise? Well, you know, I, it, 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 I started doing it alone because I, I was all I had to do it with. You know, I just didn't, you know, know anybody that, um, um, you know, wanted to spend that much time, you know, hiking in the mountains. And it, it is. It's difficult to uh, find someone that, you know, wants spend that much time uh, doing that. Occasionally, on a weekend, I, I do have someone someone with me, but most of the time during the week, um, you know, it, it's just me me alone. And at, over time, you, you kind of get used to that, you know. You're used to um, not worrying about um, some other person that's with you. Um, you do kind of get used to it, but at the same time, it is nice to have a companion out there, and it, it, it is nice also to have an extra pair of eyes out there. And, uh -huh. um, so anytime that, you know, uh, someone volunteers to go out with me, I welcome it just to have that extra pair of eyes. Now, do you have cell phone service in Southeast Woods there? Southeast Forest? Not normally. Um, there are some spots, but, but not normally. No, I can, I can still read the clock on my phone, uh, to get a time, but, um, normally no service. I was very concerned when I saw all of the deadwood that you had to climb through, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this guy's going to break his ankle. He's going to get stuck in there. He's going to die. <laughs> Do you ever yeah, worry yeah. about things like that, being injured and not being able to get help? Yeah, you have to be careful. And, and you know, you know, I, I do know that um, um, I need to, to, to maintain some safety and keep myself safe. So, 
anywhere I go um, or or anything I do, I, I, I you know I keep that um, um, in mind and and um, you know try to stay as safe as I possibly can. But I have taken a few falls in the past, but you know nothing um, um, real bad that put me in the hospital or anything like that. Mm-hmm. One one thing you said earlier that, that really interested me, and I was trying to get to the point before Leslie jumped all over me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Was that you said that the Bigfoot could be right there and, and you can't even see it? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how that, how that can happen. Well, one of the pictures that I sent you was of a tree peeker. Um, yeah. it, it's big and black. Um, the, the picture has been brightened up a bit to bring the colors out, but that's all that's been done to it. And, you know, that, that, that Bigfoot was just 30 feet in front of me. And I couldn't see it, and and I can't explain why I could not see it. I have a video, and that picture is taken out of a video, and that Bigfoot was actually turned sideways, crouched down, and he pops up and stands and peeks around that tree at me. And in the video, you can actually see his hand and arm sticking out from the tree, also. And I was just thirty feet away shooting this video, and I have I have when it comes to wildlife, I've always had amazing eyesight. I can pick out an animal in the brush on a mountaintop or somewhere, um, um, any, any movement in my eyes, just, just even my peripheral vision will focus to that spot. It's just an ability to, that I've always had, and it made me a good wildlife photographer years ago when I was doing that. Um, but I could not see this thing. I did not see it. I could hear them. I knew they were out in front of me, and there was more than one. I was guessing about four. Um, um, I was actually surrounded but um, I, I knew that that, that that guy was out in front of me. I could hear him, but I couldn't see it. And and if, if you look at that picture, you think, how in the heck can you not see that thing? And I've asked myself that question so many times. And um, um, I don't have a logical answer for it. I do know the coloration that, uh, you know, they have um, uh, somehow enables them to um, just blend in. Um, shadows and, and, and any coloration that's around them so well. Um, it's, it's just a part of their being. Um, but I also, I also believe in, in, in the infrasound, uh, concept. You know, one of the reasons that, uh, a lot of Bigfooters believe that, uh, it, it's difficult to track, uh, Bigfoot with dogs is because of the infrasound. It's a high frequency sound wave that we can't hear with the human ear. Uh, but dogs can hear it just like with a dog whistle. And it scares them, and uh, it, it, it keeps them away. But uh, there, there, there are Bigfooters out there that have, have said they can feel themselves being hit by this infrasound, and they can feel it in their gut. That day, I don't recall feeling anything um, in my gut, but um, I, I was feeling a bit um, uh, bewildered, I guess. And um, it's possible that uh, uh, if they were using some kind of infrasound, um, maybe I couldn't hear it, but that doesn't mean when those sound waves were coming at me, they didn't they didn't hit me and affect me in some way that I just weren't aware of. And that that could possibly be one of the reasons why I didn't. Hello. Hello. Did you just cut out? Yeah, no, I'm still here. I just stopped talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh stop talking! Oh, I, I I was giving you a chance. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just dropped off totally. It was like, I, I thought you were finishing the sentence there, and it was like, oh, I'm sorry. That, you know, we're on edge because of the Bigfoot. But 
You know, uh, the interesting thing is we don't, I know nothing uh, about good uh, Bigfoot, and I watched your videos, and it was interesting. Uh, the, the knocking, I found, was an interesting thing. Where did that come about? Well, um, if I tell you the story of the encounter, maybe I could, I could lead up to that if we've got time to do that. Oh, absolutely. We do. We're here for about an hour or so. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Well, that particular day, it was August 11th. It was a Monday. And... Um, I left early. I hit the trail very early. When I got up into that area, it was completely silent. Immediately, I'm going, okay, what's going on here? It's way too quiet up here. And um, uh, when, that area where I had the encounter, um, I bypassed it heading up the trail. Right when I got to that area, I heard twigs breaking in the brush um, in that spot. And I stopped and I turned and looked at the position of the trail that I was on. There were some pine trees right there, about seven, six to seven foot tall. Some of them were six, some of them were seven foot tall, young pines growing. And I couldn't see through them. And uh, I told myself, well, I'll just check that on the way back through. I know there's an animal in there. It's the only thing that's made a sound since I've been up here. I'll just check that out on my way back through. So I, I hiked about another quarter mile up and I come to this lake and I shot some video around that lake. And while I was shooting video around that lake, I picked up a tree peeker right there um, at that first lake. But at the time, I, I didn't know that I was picking up tree peekers because um, I hadn't gotten home and downloaded this video yet. Mm -hmm. So I shot some video at this first lake. I, I uh, walked around looking for tracks. That's what I went up there for. I was actually up there. I didn't expect to see anything or hear anything. Uh, Bigfoot related. I was just out looking for sign, and I wanted to go out and check out these lakes and, and look for tracks and, and structures and things around these lakes. So I got up to that first lake, and I thought I'd shoot a video. Uh, I shot a video there. Um, later on, I, I, I did pick up a tree peeker right there also, but I walked around, and I looked for tracks. I decided to go check out another lake in the area, and I headed over there. I shot some more video, and then I decided to go check out a section of um, uh mountain in the area that I hadn't uh, been in before, and I shot some video there and, and looked for sign around there, and I also picked up a tree peeker, um, a pretty good, actually. It's not as good as that one, but it's, it, it's not bad over in that area. Um, so, essentially, I was being followed around up there, and I didn't know it, and um, like I said, it was completely silent. I had one, one bird, um, it was a magpie, up in a tree. I walked underneath this tree, and it squawked at me. They kind of sound like a crow. Squawked at me twice. I looked up at it, even took my camera and shot a little video of it, and uh, told it to shut up, you know. And uh, it did. It didn't make another sound, and, and I walked on in, and I shot some more video, picked up that tree peeker there, decided to head back around to where I came in. And uh, when I got back around to where I came in, um, I heard voices. And uh, my first reaction was, well, hey, Someone else is out here. So I decided to investigate, and there was there was no one there. And it, it was kind of a, a chattering whisper is what I was hearing. And um, so I thought, well, okay. And I, I decided to walk uh, a little further up the trail, maybe a quarter of a mile. Uh, where I was at, it's a boxed-in canyon, but there's a trail that leads out the backside. It's, I'd say it's, it's roughly 10,000 feet above sea level. Uh, you know, there's a few, there's three lakes up there. It's a boxed-in canyon uh, with steep, rocky ridges, um, but there is a trail that leads out the backside, and, and that's where I was headed. 
And I got back there and I I'd shot some more video and I looked around for sign in different places. And, you know, I, at this point I'd been out for about seven hours and I, I decided that I, I was done. You know, I was just going to go home, maybe come back out tomorrow. And uh, I decided to head down the trail. And when I got to the point where I'd heard the, uh, the voices uh, about 20 minutes earlier, um, um, you know, I, I decided to look around for sign there, didn't find any. Uh, was heading down the mountain at this point. I got about a quarter of a mile down the trail, and these things just opened up on me. It went from dead silent to, um, if anyone saw the show Mountain Monsters, the new episode last week, when they found those graves, and, and these things just started screeching, almost sounding like an elk. That was almost exactly what they were doing um, that day. It was a screeching, almost elk-sounding uh, 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 calls. Um, and, and it went from dead silent to these screeching calls, tree knocks. Um, there were calls coming from four different directions. There were tree knocks coming from four different directions. And here I am. I had my head down because I was just kind of tired, and I, you know, I had a five-mile walk uh, down a mountain to even get back to my car, and, and that's all I was thinking about before this happened was, you know, I've got this long walk back to get back to my car, and so I, I believe I had my head down, and I was just kind of, you know, thinking about this long hike ahead of me, and it just they just opened up on me, and uh, so I popped my head up, and I go from being tired to wondering what's going on. Uh, um, and also um, a little bit of shock setting in, and uh, because it was just so unexpected. Um, and um, um, when I realized what was happening, um, I pulled up my video camera, and I shot a couple of videos before um, that one where I walked further to the tree line. But, um, it, it, you know, my nerves were getting to me at this point so bad because um, I was spooked, and uh, I almost just ran out of there. And uh, I caught myself, and I told myself, look, this is what you came out here for. Get a hold of yourself. So I did. I manned up. And, and that's when I walked, started walking further into the tree line towards these things um, and um, um, decided to, sh to shoot that video. And um, I, I tell you, to, to this day, if I would have had, if I would have saw that tree peaker just 30 feet in front of me, I would have had another Patterson-Gimlin video. It would have just been amazing. And uh, um, after I shot that video, um, my camera died. And it, it was kind of doing flip-flops before I um, um, shot the video. Um, but it died right after that. And instead of sticking around um, and, and possibly seeing and experiencing a lot more, I slowly worked my way out of that deadfall and back out onto the trail and uh, uh, down the mountain. But you know, I, I, I can kick myself when I when I when I when I sit down and I think about the the missed opportunities there. Um, but it could have it, it, you know the thing about it is if I would have stayed, it's also possible that it would have turned out bad. Um, you, you know, you just don't know. Um, but uh, that that you know when I got the nerve to uh, to go back up and I I went back up to study the area. Um, um, you know, to try to get some kind of measurement on that, that tree peaker that my camera did pick up. Um, um, I, I had fear, and uh, I, I wanted to get over that fear, so I kept going back up there. And uh, the fear never did completely go away, but it did get to the point where I could walk around, uh, explore around, and do my thing um, without feeling like uh, 
my life was in danger. But that day when I got home and I uploaded my videos, I still did not see the tree peeker in that video. Um, but I thought it was an interesting video, so I would upload it and, and post it to YouTube anyway. Uh, because mostly what I do is, is just document what I'm doing out there. And I had a guy from Oregon that sent me the picture of the tree peeker in chat. And he said, there it is. And I went, oh, my gosh, how did I not see that? So, um, of course, since then, the picture's been, been brightened up a little bit. And I, I've had other people that have done some, some quick edits on it. But no one ever wants to put an arrow in there. So I have another guy now that's uh, working on some uh, pictures and some videos uh, from, that, uh, from that day. And I'm hoping his edits will uh, come out a little better because I want everyone to see what I experienced that day. And in that picture, and I have that picture um, as my cover pick for my group, and I think most people just think it's a picture I put up there. Even people in the group may not know that's an actual uh, Bigfoot they're looking at. But uh, that's what it is. And, and, you know, I want everyone to see what I experienced that day. And uh, so if, if I can get this video uh, edited properly, uh, uh, people will be able to see that. I, you know, I have a lot of people that have commented. They, they see it, and they're, they're all over it and wow. But there's still some people that just say they, they can't see it. I don't want people to think I'm lying to them or, or, or pulling their legs, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this edit comes out real well. Okay. That's I the mean, thing that's, when – go ahead, Ron. Well, we're coming up to the break, so I, I just wanted to – if you have a last-minute comment, uh, let's go ahead. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the the interesting thing is is the, the, the knocking. I mean, I, is it, is that a way of communication with them that they, they wrap and tap? I heard something about that. I didn't know if that was. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, it's a way for uh, them to communicate even at distance. You know, uh, they, they can, you know, in the mountains, especially mountains that might echo, um, you know, they can, they can do some tree knocks uh, from miles away. Um, um, and, uh, you know, I, I honestly believe uh, that day they were warnings. Um, they, had, they were following me around. And when so I this morning, I, I have to interrupt you because we have to take a break right now. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with uh, Leslie Mott and Ron Kolick, my special guest, Anthony Moffat. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Far Beyond. Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Tolkienet, radio with a cutting edge. 
Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And we are back. I was waiting for Anne, but I don't think she's going to be there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with my co-host, Leslie Baden, who is the author of the book, Medium Rare. And our special guest today is Anthony Moffat, uh, Bigfoot Hunter. So we were talking a little bit about the communication, uh, the, the the rapping and knocking. Um you know, one thing you did say, uh, which I found interesting, is you said that uh, something about the they were blend in, and and that would make sense in in you know natural sol- selection. I mean, that's uh, you know there are certain animals that acquire certain defenses, and and the ability to blend in is is you know uh, one of the things like an octopus and uh, chameleons and other ones. So it, it does make sense. Maybe their their fur has the right shades that it blends into deep woods. Is is that what the theory is? Well, that that's where I try to keep my theory. Um, um, I do keep my mind open to some of the other ideas that are out there. Um, um, but, you know, I like to maintain um, some perspective and rational thought when I'm out Bigfooting uh, just to keep myself from seeing everything I find or everything I see Bigfoot-related. You know, if you let your mind wander too far, you're going to lose perspective, and uh, you're not doing yourself any no good or, or, or anyone else, you know. Right. So, I mean, one of the things you did send me was a, the footprint of a Bigfoot. And is that, I mean, first of all, uh, did you have it like, I mean, did you take a cast or anything, or was, is it just a photograph? That That's just a photograph. I have many. I did even shoot a video. There's a video on my YouTube page of it. Um, that particular day, um, I left my plaster in the car. And uh, I did go back the next day hoping it would still be there and I could I could uh, do a plaster cast, but it was not. It had rained overnight and it was washed away. That area where I, I found that track was about a mile from my encounter area. Um, and it was the only track that I had found right there. I did look for a trackway, but I couldn't find any other track. But... Um, um, it was about a mile from my encounter area, and it was actually heading the direction that the track was heading. If you go down the hillside and cross the stream there, there's a stick structure on the other side of that stream that I've been keeping an eye on. Um, that's uh, fairly interesting also, and it was heading in that direction. Now, you go to these woods. Uh, uh, how how familiar are you with you? I mean, are you afraid of being lost or just, you know, I mean, uh, how do you? No, no. No, 
I, uh, I I carry maps, and I do I you know in, in a lot of the areas I go into I don't need maps, um, but uh, there's you know the Sawtooth National Forest is is just enormous. It's a huge range, and there are some areas that I haven't had a chance to get to yet. As long as I've lived here, um, you know it, it takes a long time. Uh, the area that I that I had the encounter in and where I found that track, I, I spent most of my time this summer in that area because I had found many tracks of different sizes, uh, from 13 inches all the way up to 18 inches. So I knew I was dealing with with a group, possibly a, a family union unit. So I spent um, almost all summer um, in in this area, and. Um, um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, high-altitude uh, mountain terrain, um, it, it's amazing, and, and, and exploring is just one of the things I love to do, and, 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 and I'll hike often into places that most people would look at and say, no, I'm not doing that. But what's really interesting about that is sometimes you'll find places that um, you didn't know was, were there, um, and, and, and it's real interesting, and, 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 and I do that because I'm out there um, you know, looking for uh, signs, or, or of course, I hope that I get an amazing video uh, of one. But um, you know, stick structures and, and and different things like that, just any signs of, of of their activity in the area. And I really covered this that area pretty thoroughly this last summer um, with what I covered. Uh, but I still did not get a chance to cover it all. It's just too big and too vast. So I do plan to get back in there. Uh, Right now, the snow out there is about five feet deep, and yeah. um, um, uh, you know this area is real big on skiing. We have downhill skiing and cross country skiing, and some of the dirt roads that might lead into trailheads have been uh, turned into cross country ski trails that you know people pay a lot of money to use, and uh, you know you get into some you know you get to some trouble if they find you out there uh, walking on these trails. So. Oh, okay. So, um, do you use hunting cameras, like trail cameras, or are those illegal as well? Because then you would leave evidence of yourself out there. Have you ever used them? Oh, oh no, I would love to use some trail cams. I would love to use a drone. Um, any equipment that I could, uh, you know, um, get my hands on, I, w- I would put to use. Um, I, I've been, you know, I, I'm just not a wealthy man. I've been um, using, uh, I've, I've been doing a fundraiser. Um, I've been selling uh, Salty's National Forest Bigfoot Organization T-shirts, um, my group on Facebook, um, to raise funds. And I, I only make $5 off of every shirt that I sell. But mm-hmm. the main reason I started that is because I wanted shirts of my own, and I wanted other people in the group to have the shirts, too. And the first sale, we sold uh, 60 shirts, and then we relaunched it, and we're up to, I think, uh, almost 10 shirts sold um, oh, off this sale. So. I've been doing some fundraising um, so I can, I, you know, I can get more gear that I can put to use. I can tell you right now, if I would have had a thermal imager this last summer, and everybody knows how expensive those are, whether you're a ghost hunter or a bigfooter, uh, they're just a high-dollar item. Uh, you know, if I if I had one of those last summer, um, there's no doubt in my mind I, I, how, how many different times I could have captured Bigfoot on video. Right. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, ghost hunting equipment just as much as the expensive. I and mean, we we have yeah. uh, we have trail cams. We have a uh, couple thermal images. We have a lot of equipment, actually. Uh, so we do know the cost of it. And, and like, unfortunately, they keep coming up with more stuff. Uh, at, least, yeah. <laughs> at least at least you use, you know, normal stuff. That would, but they always come up with this strange stuff for ghost hunting, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, that you can't get anywhere, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah I, I was going to ask you about thermal engine if you had ever used it before, because I thought that would be very uh, useful. So, we have to ask a question, and, and um, when Anne was going to be on, I know she was going to ask, is, is how come they've never found the body of it? I mean, we've heard bodies, but they've turned out to be hoaxes and stuff. I mean, is there, what's the, the thinking in, in the, uh, the Bigfoot uh, community? Well, I've, all, I've always said if, if, you could, if, if, we, if we could figure out uh, what happens to the deceased or, uh, or the dead, um, we would find them. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's always been in my theory on that. Um, you know, what's happening uh, with their dad. If, if we knew the answer to that, we, we would find them, you know. And, and, and on the show, uh, again, I'm going to mention the show uh, that I watched the other night, uh, Mountain Monsters, where at the end of that episode, they did find what they were calling graves. And I hope they realize, and, and those grades look like they were staged, and I think most people watching the show probably agree with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, at, you know, after they heard the calls, after they, they picked up things on a thermal, you know, those guys need to understand um, if they're faking this stuff, they're going to get no credibility in the Bigfoot world. You cannot fake or hoax anything and expect anyone uh, uh, to pay any attention to you. I personally like that show, and I would like to believe what they found is real. Mm -hmm. um, but it just seems unlikely. I, I've never found anything um, like the graves they found in that show myself. Not yet, anyway. And I don't know. Go ahead, Ryan. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know how the Bigfoot would feel if, they, if you came upon their graves and you desecrated them to, you know, prove that they're real, how they would take to that. <laughs> I know that as humans, we wouldn't like something coming along and digging up our graves. And So I have this... Right. Right. respect thing that I don't want to cross over, you know, with anything that I do. And if you came across a grave, would you dig it up? Well, I tell you what, I mean, um, I, um, it, you know, I'm not the type of person that likes to uh, mess with any grave, um, you know. Um, but I, I'm sure I would sit there and do some serious contemplating, mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, I do know on that show they, that's exactly what they did. They started messing with those graves, and those things opened up on them. And, um, um, you know, it is a possibility that uh, you may not walk out of there in the event done. That, that's a very good possibility. Um, yeah. and, and also, I'm sure I would stand there and, and contemplate my options uh, very seriously. Um, but off the top of my head, I would have to say no, that I, I would not. But, I, but, you know, I would keep an eye on the area and maybe set up some trail cams on the area um, and even maybe uh, uh, plan on, uh, you know, hiding somewhere in the area and, and hoping to pick up uh, some really good video. Yeah, and you could always use uh, ground penetrating radar and some other things as well. But, you know, the, the, you're talking about uh, the Destination Channel, I believe, is the Monsters and what is it called? Uh, Mountain Monsters. What's it, what's it called? Mountain Monsters. Oh, Mountain Monsters. Okay, I, I thought it was the Destination uh channel where they had the mountains, uh, monsters and something or other, I forget the name of it was. But uh, I know that we were on the show and uh, the footage they used, they actually combined two footages and made up their own little story with it. So, I mean, oh, wow. we, gotta, we gotta remember that, you know, TV is TV, everything you see on it is, yeah. is the internet. Everything you see on the internet is not 100% uh, truthful. That's correct, that's correct. 
So your your ultimate goal is to capture uh, a Bigfoot on uh, video where it's it's you know undisputed proof is is that what you say? Well, let me ask you that. I mean, we've got that original footage that goes way back, and it's been around for years, and yet it's still not accepted as is undisputable proof. What's your thoughts right. on that? Yeah, that's right. You know, the Patterson-Gimlin uh, video, right. I believe, is the one you're talking about. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, all serious Bigfooters want, want to believe that that, uh, that is real, and, and, and most, most of us do. But there definitely is some controversy going on there uh, with that. You know, you've had people come out and say, well, hey, I was the guy in the suit, you know, and things like that. And you've also got, um, you know, the man that shot the film on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this man had a chance to confess uh, before he died that uh, he faked this thing, and, and, and he, he didn't. He said, uh, you know, uh, to his dying breath that, that that video was real footage. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that, that in itself is, is, is pretty interesting. But my, my ultimate goal, goal is definitely uh, to help prove um, that they're out there, uh, you know, potentially get protection for them. And I would love to see the National Forest. Um, protected, you know, from, from many different things and the wildlife out there. I'm not a, an, I'm not a tree hugger or, or, or an animal rights activist, but I do love the wildlife. I do love nature. Um, and I, I, I know we have way too many forest fires. You know, if, if, if these forest fires keep up, um, you know, we just won't have any forest left. Uh, here in Idaho, we had uh, two years ago, we had the nation's largest uh, forest fire. And I, I stood outside of my home watching skyscraper high flames on the mountains. It was just unbelievable. We had a whole month where we couldn't breathe. The smoke was so bad. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, it was, it was something to live through. But um, so, it, you know, that's it, something it, that needs to stop. But that, that's my goal is, is, is we all want uh, to see uh, some type of protection for, for the Bigfoots out there. And uh, along with that, with me, it's, it's also protection of, of, of some of the forest we've got left. You know, Anthony, with with all those large fireplaces, now we're talking hundreds and hundreds of acres. I mean, you think that you know there would be some Bigfoots either driven from from that area, or are there remains found in that area? But we we don't hear any of that, though. Or, or, or is there that we just don't hear about? Yeah, well, I've heard uh, about some forest fires in California and, and, and different places where supposedly there's no proof, but supposedly bodies were recovered. Uh, after those fires. Now, um, the area where um, um, I had my encounter, mm-hmm. the other side of the mountain was burnt up. And um, I, um, I believe that, that, that the group that I ran into were relocated due to the fires. Um, they they, they um, spent most of their time on the other side of that mountain over there. And, of course, uh, you know, the, the fires that we had here took out, um, you know, millions of acres. And um, so that's going to relocate um, um, anything that lives in the forest. Right. That, that sure. makes sense. So do you think that the Bigfoot is, um, is it related? Uh, is, it, is it part of uh, the evolution of man? Is it a separate branch or is it intelligent? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on exactly what the species is? I just think they're another species that have always been here. Um, 
Um, whether or not uh, at one point in time there was a, a connection with man is, is uh, something that I certainly couldn't uh, answer for sure. It's definitely an, an interesting question. Um, and as, as far as I, I know, some people uh, believe that they're just highly intelligent. Um, I personally, um, I, I don't believe they're, they, they have any type of super intelligence. I, I believe they're, they're another animal that's out there, and they're very intelligent at uh, what they do. Uh, just like the bear is and uh, the mountain lion, uh, you know, the elk. Um, you know, their minds are only capable of uh, so much thought, and, uh, but, but the thought that they do have and, and what they do to survive, they're, they're very good at it. Okay. Are you, you know, this is a question that's actually for one of the chat rooms, is are you ever afraid of being out there, you know, with the Bigfoot? Am I ever afraid of being out there with Bigfoot? Sometimes. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm not. Uh, you know, that, that day when I had that encounter, um, uh, they opened up on me. Um, if they would have stayed quiet for another two minutes, I would have been gone and never would have known they were there, you know, besides some of the tracks that I found. Um, I, I would have had no idea why they opened up uh, like they did. I, I do have theories, theories mm -hmm. on um, you know, I'd been searching this, this area for three to between three and four months, uh, going into places where people just don't normally go. I honestly believe that I got their attention and, mm -hmm. um, it's possible I got close to young or, or, or who knows what at one point in time and didn't realize it, but I got their, their attention. I got their curiosity up and they decided to confront me. And, uh, but that day they didn't throw anything at me. Um, uh, or anything. They didn't do any, any, any charging, didn't throw anything at me. They just made calls and knocks and, and there were some crashing through the brush. Um, but they didn't uh, uh, do anything to approach me in, in any type of violent way. Um, um, so, so far, um, I haven't had to, uh, have a real reason to, to, to fear. They've never, never thrown at me anything at me. I have found things placed in the trail. Uh, mm -hmm. before, but uh, I haven't had anything thrown at me at all yet. I don't mean I won't, no, early, but I haven't yet. Earlier, you said that um, you had fear when you were going back into that area. Was it because you knew that they could be there, or was it your natural instinct kicking in because they were there and they were watching you? Do you ever think along those lines that maybe your um, natural instincts are telling you that um, maybe you shouldn't go into that area? Um, you, you know, like I said, when, when I did go back, um, it, it took me a while. I mean, I'm not kidding you. I would get up there and I would literally goosebumps bumps would pop up and I would just get, uh, nervous and, 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 and a little bit of anxiety. Um, it was a spooky situation. Uh, but the reason I, I was going back is I wanted a better video. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted one to walk out in front of me, you know, um, um, you know, that's, that's what I was. I was looking to do, and um, um, you know I'm I'm still looking to do that, just like uh, you know most big footers are, um, and I'm going to continue uh, to do that. Um, now, like I say, because because of my persistence, that may be something that does upset them, and and, and it is a possibility that um, I will have things thrown at me, or or, or something else um, could happen. Um, there's no question about that, and I'm aware of that, and. You know, I'm taking on the responsibility for that. Um, you know, um, 
I don't, you know, I don't know what else <laughs> to say about that, but I'm going to keep going in. You know, I want to know a if they're, they're going to be. <laughs> you know, That's I, I a hard thing to go into be, somewhere where. I want to know if they're going to be back in there this year. You know, if they weren't just in there, if they weren't, if I'm right, and they were relocated because of the fires, and, 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 and have they decided to make this their home? You know, are they going to still be in there this next year? You know, um, um, those are things that, that I want to know as a researcher. You know, that's one of the big questions. Do they continuously migrate? Um, do they migrate or do they, they stick to generalized areas? So, mm-hmm. If I were in your shoes, I would hope that if I kept going back that they would get used to me and then, hey, maybe show themselves to me. Do you ever think along those lines? Well, that's what, that's what happened, you know. Um, essentially, that's 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 part of my theory is 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 that's what happened. I do believe they they got used to me coming in there. Um, they had seen me before. They saw me studying their tracks. They saw me. Um, they knew I were looking for them, and 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 that's why they opened up to me that day. In fact, I have a video called "The Theory of My Encounter," which I plan to make a, a, a new video on. But um, um, yeah, you know that, and and I do hope that that keeps up. You know, I do plan to take some food up, you know, apples, peanut butter, different things, um, um, uh, and place out for them in hopes that one of these days um, there'll be more contact. Hmm. Now, and you, people were. I'm interested. just hoping you don't attract bear. <laughs> We're yeah, yeah, bear well, I, yes, that you know, the bears are my actually my biggest concern, um, and I do I do carry bear spray, and I, I do carry a sidearm for protection. I don't want to shoot a bear. No, um, I really don't. I love bears. Um, I have, I, you know, I used to do wildlife photography, and I have lots of photos of bears um, that I've taken over the years, and I don't want to shoot a bear, um, you know, especially if it's a mother just defending her cub. Um, so I, I, you know, and I have run into bears, and I do everything I can uh, to avoid avoid that. Um, you know, if, if the bear spray is going to do the job uh, and, and, and run it off, that's what I'm going to do. Now, so what are your thoughts about groups that go out there and, and that's their goal is to actually kill one and bring back the body to absolutely prove there, there are groups out there that, that uh, do that that's their goal? Well, I have, I have mixed emotions on it. Um, I, I, I don't really, um, I'm, I'm like a, a lot of Bigfooters out there. I don't want to see one uh, shot. I'm not out to shoot one. Um, but um, at the same time, there's, there's part of me that says, you know, kind of, the old saying, teach their own. Uh, you know, if, if a body is brought in, um, um, you know, personally, I think uh, a, a live capture would be the way to go. Um, but um, it, it, it can definitely be something that's good for science, even with, with the dead body. And, and you know how that goes. Even in the ghost the paranormal world, uh, no matter what your paranormal is, there's, there's so many rumors um, about bodies and this and that. And you, you just don't know what to believe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but I, I have mixed emotions about it. Sometimes I, well, that's what they're doing, not what I'm going to do. That's their decision, not mine, you know. And, and just talking with you, you know, I, I get this impression that perhaps, you know, man and the Bigfoot, uh, you know, used to live at the same time. And then, you know, there's always about, you know, who's the predator and I think probably, you know, this is 
kind of th I'm putting the theory here is that man became the predator on the good the uh, the Bigfoot, and that's why they've gone to this this stealth lifestyle that they have now. If you know if they exist, that would make kind of you know, sense. that would make that would make a great movie or book. You know, um, man and Bigfoot once lived side by side, and then they went to war, and and um, you know that that would be an awesome movie or or book. Definitely an interesting theory. The the other thing is uh, Leslie. I mean, you're, you're a, a medium and a, and a psychic. Would you? I mean, is that something you could pick up on? I mean, you you. I know you're very close to your dogs. You have three large dogs. I mean, do you feel connected to them? And and would you be able to connect with a, a Bigfoot? I don't know. I I know that when I'm in the woods, I connect with the woods. I connect with the birds. I, so I would. I would think that that would be possible. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, can you, for instance, can do you get styled by animals, or do you know that the animals are there? That's what I'm, I'm trying I, to get. Yeah. No, you kind of know that they're coming. You just, I'm sure that um, that anyone would know that they were coming. I don't think it has to be a medium like Anthony. I'm sure that you are aware that when there's something in the woods near you, um, like a large animal or something, you can just sense it coming. Do you, can you do yeah, that? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. so I don't think it would have to be a medium that would be able to do that. So, no, I know you don't but have to. connect to on, a, on a deeper level, you mean? Like on a, yeah, on a, a deeper um, level. I'm trying to wonder if, if that would be, you know, a useful tool. You know, mm -hmm. I always think mediums are useful tools in my ghost hunting kit. Uh, you know, would that be a useful tool in a Bigfoot hunter's kit? I would think that an animal psychic would be a better choice than a... Ah, that's because, a good idea. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was the uh, doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here. So we've got to wrap it up. So we want to thank you, Anthony. Uh, we've been speaking with Anthony Moffat. He's a Bigfoot hunter. And if people wanted to see your videos, uh, uh, get your T-shirts, wh where could they go, Anthony? Uh, well, my Facebook group is the Saltooth National Forest Bigfoot Organization. You can ask to join. Uh, Bonfire is who I'm going through to sell these T-shirts as a fundraiser. The link uh, to purchase a shirt is pinned to the top of the page. Um, how you would, if you could just go to Bonfire and, and, and somehow find my shirt for sale, I'm sure you can, but uh, I'm just not uh, exactly sure how to do that. You can contact me on Facebook or YouTube, uh, Anthony Moffat Bigfoot Videos on YouTube or the Salttooth National Forest Bigfoot Organization uh, on Facebook. Okay, Anthony, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really interesting. Like I said, uh, I don't know a lot about Bigfoot, but uh, you've certainly enlightened me tonight. And, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good night. Good night, Anthony. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, anyways, that was interesting. That was really interesting. Yeah, you know, but anyway... So we're just about out of time, but I do want to mention that uh, on the first Tuesday of the month, uh, you got to join Leslie and I at Busy Estate for our Red Light Seance. Uh, that's in Groveland, been, Massachusetts. It's in Groveland, Mass., right? Um, you know, I've actually had some requests to televise that, uh, you know, via the Internet. So maybe that's something we'll do in the future. So who knows? Oh, that would be interesting. It's a thought. It's a thought. So, Leslie, if people were more interested in finding out more about you, where would they go? Well, you could go to my website, www.leslemarden.com. That's leslemarden.com. 
And my book is Medium Rare, a first-hand account of experience, growing up experiencing the paranormal. And um, I'm also on Facebook. There you go. So, there it's time go. to say goodnight, and God bless everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thank you. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.